Hello, everybody. Welcome to the throne room with Beth Tarasi, where we discuss everything in the news. And, well, I don't think I have a real good slogan right now, but I do want to talk a little bit about, well, a little bit about what's been going on on my Facebook feed lately. And I'm also going to talk a little bit about what needs to happen with the system of government that we currently have. And I would like to thank some of the following people for their contributions to what I'm about to talk about. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to make sure the wires don't get into the pad here. I am, I am gonna open this. There we go. Whee! There we go. Whoops. <laughs> I didn't think my iPad was going to be closed during this recording, but, um, but yeah, I'm really happy that you guys are going to be a part of this wonderful podcast, and I want to thank everybody for listening who has listened before. I'm going to check on the analytics for the, uh, episodes as I go along. But I want to thank everybody for supporting and being part of the podcast. And if you would like to leave a message, there's the Anchor Messages segment. Or you can email me at denverqueen at gmx.com. That is D-E-N-V-E-R-Q-U-E-E-N at G-M-X dot C-O-M. Do I have to say it again? I'm going to just go ahead and we will do some more. We're going to do some more fun things in the end, so let's talk what's in the news. In the news today, we have some very great things to cover, so let's cover some of the more positive things that are going on even in my world, and I know some of you are going to be like, What the hell is going on in Beth's world today? Well, in my world, I've got a lot of people who are saying that the Green Party is a winnable party for the elections. And I'm just saying, I think the elections are way too cutthroat for me to cover here in this podcast. But what is not cutthroat enough for the podcast... Well, I'm not going to say that the elections are cold or that they are not something that we should be covering in a podcast, but I do want to say that I I hear too much about the presidential election. I hear too much about that. I hear too much about the Black Lives Matter thing, but I am only going to say one thing about Black Lives Matter and that it's I'm just getting over the way the police are treating black people because my partner is black and I don't want him to be treated like that. I don't want any human being to be treated like that, let alone my own partner because I personally don't want to stay alone in an apartment and not have, you know, a partner like him. He's very sweet and affectionate and, you know, Trenton has been very sweet about making sure that I have the privacy to record my podcasts. Not a lot of men might let me do that. I mean, there might be guys that might sit there and go, oh, who are you texting? Who are you calling? And That's another thing. I want to talk a little bit about dating abuse in my next uh, meat and potatoes segment. Maybe I should talk dating abuse because I want to talk about what I went through and I also want to talk about what other people can do to pretty much know the symptoms of dating abuse and what they can do about it. 
There is also a teenage dating bill of rights that is at the website loveisrespect.org. That is L-O-V-E-I-S-R-E-S-P-E-C-T dot O-R-G. Loveisrespect.org. They have the they have a wheel of uh, things on it or something. I can't remember. It's a it's a dating color wheel or something, but really I don't want to worry about that. What I really need you to worry about more is there are some chat things on there. Uh, whether you're a hetero or he- homosexual dating couple, you should be worried about things like this. There are homosexuals who do, you know, abuse their dates and stuff, and I understand that. But let's not get into that right now. Okay, so in the news, exposure notifications have been turned on for iOS 13.7. Only available to iPhones. I tried looking at the iPad version of the same thing, the iPad OS. It's not there. I don't see it there. It was right next to uh, Emergency SOS, but you know, on my iPhone, I could see like, but exposure notes are not turned on for Colorado. Maybe that's a good thing because I haven't actually been, I haven't seen too much COVID activity around me. But it is not turned on for the state of Colorado. But I would rather have the exposure notes turned on. And that's the most controversial thing. I'm hearing people say, I don't want the exposure notifications. Well, public health, okay? I want people to tell me whether I've been exposed to COVID-19 because that little booger is a microscopic villain that is killing everybody, okay? And it's not what you might be hearing in the news. Oh, it's less than the influenza. My partner survived influenza. Trenton survived a really bad bout with influenza type A. However, this is even worse. And I have had coronavirus survivor. I have a friend who survived coronavirus, but I couldn't get him on, but oh well. But I do want people to understand coronavirus is not something to play with. So, yeah. Exposure notes, I'm okay with that. I'm alright with sharing that with my public health authority so that I, myself, can keep away from people who have had COVID-19. And that also means that if we're going to have an in-person reception for my commitment ceremony or whatever coming up in November, I'll talk about that in a little bit too for the good news. Um, I'm just gonna say this. My, um, my, my, um, ceremony reception will be in another time and another place with Colorado people only. I'm sorry to those who live out of state who came, those who did not come who were from out of state will not hear this. I will put this on the on the event timeline for those that don't know. But I do want to have at least a place where we can go that's a nice restaurant where we can have everybody dress up and have fun and, you know, go out and, you know, if they if they accept indoor dining, I would like someone to at least inquire about indoor dining at a certain restaurant if we do. And that's another thing. Colorado has been great about opening up things slowly but surely. I want to applaud our governor, Jared Polis, for being so awesome. And I did follow his live videos before. Maybe I should listen to more of the governor's videos again because I've been kind of bad about listening to the governor's videos or not. 
listening to the governor's videos, but that's okay. Anyway, uh, Jacob Blake, as I said, I'm not going to cover that whole shooting in the news, but there's a great article, and I can't remember where it's from, but the narratives are all tied up, they're all mixed up. The police are saying there's an open warrant for Jacob Blake in a sexual manner. I don't know what warrant that would be, but he has three sons. I didn't know he had three sons. But he has three sons, and I wish them the best of luck. I really do. Um, they need a lot of therapy. Even the baby is going to need lots of therapy. And Laquisha Booker, his fiance, I found her name on the news. And she's going to need a lot of therapy because her, her, her future husband is disabled and all kinds of stuff is going on. So, um, yeah, good luck to her and her, her man, Jacob Blake. He's going to need lots of care. He's going to need a wheelchair now. Doctors fear he will never walk again. But I also think that he... He's just gonna have to be cared for, but he's like, I don't want to be a burden on anyone else. But, you know, that guy is a very loving and devoted husband and father, and the police are sitting there going, there's a sexual warrant against you. What the hell did he do wrong? I don't care. You just don't shoot somebody in the back seven times. And that guy fired his weapon way too many times. Police brutality is a thing. And it wasn't just Mr. Chesky, Officer Chesky, who fired his weapon too many times. I don't know who the hell killed my friend's sister, Danielle Jacobs, but, well, she would have been known as Caden Clark had she begun a transition to being a male, but she had just begun her understanding of herself. So she died as Danielle Jacobs, lived as Danielle Jacobs, her stone probably says Danielle Jacobs anyway, but I'm not going to disgrace her. She would have been a good brother. She would have been a great brother. She was a dog trainer, and she was brutalized by the Mesa Police Department. What's sad about the whole incident is that Clayton is not getting any help in all this. Instead, the family is putting money on a brother in prison's books. First of all, when your son goes to prison, when your son or brother goes to prison, he's going there for a bad reason and because he committed bad things. If he's there for the rest of his life, obviously you committed a bad thing. And you've got a son who has more potential than the other son and you're not helping him. Why? You just want to beat him up. He's, he's witnessed more than anybody can tell. And this guy thinks that the government should be replaced with something just and fair. Well, unfortunately, humans are not perfect. I agree that we need to replace our corrupt government with something fair, but when I look at the government from the lens of the whole human race, I get that it's corrupt, but there's even worse things happening in Africa and in some parts of Europe. Africa, parts of Europe, lots of parts of Asia, in the third world, governments are so corrupt that child marriage happens because the government can't provide for its people. I've got a kind of a perspective I want to offer on government for a second. 
Although I do not want to cover the politics, the president, or anything like that, I think that the United States, for the most part, has succeeded as a democratic experiment. For one, the United States, you can be free to do what you... You can draw cartoons of Donald Trump, and you don't go to prison for that. I can draw a cartoon of Donald Trump as a dog, for instance. I can draw him however I want, if I wanted to, and I wouldn't go to jail. This happened to two schoolgirls in Burundi. Burundi is an African country, the capital of which is Bujumbura. Don't ask me how I found out my African geography. I'm not very good at geography as in locations, as reference to locations, but I do know capital cities, okay? So... There were two schoolgirls in Burundi who had gone through an ordeal just for drawing the president in a cartoon. They didn't like their president in Burundi. You know what? You're not supposed to bow down to your government, peoples. And then you had that guy in Mali who apparently got lost to a coup d'etat. There was a government issue in Mali and the president was thrown out because of a coup d'etat. Yeah. Everywhere else in the world has had a coup d'etat. The United States? No. There will not be a coup d'etat in the United States of America. I bet there won't be. Because we have a system in place. We have people in place. And we have lots of other people. We have too many angry people in the United States that we don't want a coup d'etat. Of, you know, white supremacists taking over this country. That's what I'm afraid of. Now, if you want to know exactly why I'm afraid of the government, I don't really trust the government, but I have to rely on them to prop me up and, you know, for me to be able to sit here and do this podcast. That reminds me, I'm going to talk a little bit about some ideas that I have for the podcast, and that will be in the closing thoughts. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about that if you want to contact me about some ideas. I'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, but we're going to talk a little bit about dating abuse and we're going to talk a little bit about other stuff, other fancy things. Um, but getting back to the thing in Burundi, I don't think that's very fair. You do not put two girls in jail for writing or drawing a cartoon of a government official in Burundi. I think the guy kind of got what was coming to him two girls. He doesn't want two girls to floor him. It's like he's worse than the Trunchbull in Matilda and the Trunchbull was floored by a five-year-old who tricked her into believing she was Magnus Honey, Jennifer Honey's father. If you kind of read Matilda, uh, spoiler alert, you know, Dr. Honey was kind of the ghost in the room and Matilda must have summoned the ghost of Magnus to figure out what the hell she was going to write on the board. And the Trunchbull got so floored. <laughs> I didn't like the Trunchbull anyway. Who likes the Trunchbull, really? I didn't like how she treated Miss Honey in her early years. I, I never liked that character. The Trunchbull believes everybody should bow down to her and that she's God and everything like that. But she's also a figure for so many government officials in the third world. The other thing about a lot of these other countries 
including Burundi, Muslims get priority and you have to be Islam in order to live in the Muslim-majority countries and some of the Christian ones, like Burundi, Kenya, and other places, are kind of homophobic. Like, gay people, trans people, I would not recommend you guys going to Africa for any reason whatsoever because the countries there are appallingly homophobic. And this is coming from Ayan Hirsi Ali, who has been to every African... She's been to Kenya, Ethiopia, and she was born in Somalia. And she went to Saudi, Saudi Arabia. She went to Saudi Arabia, and that place, no churches allowed. You can't be anything but Muslim, and it's strict state-sanctioned killing of people who don't practice Islam. It's like that in a lot of places. And then there are places like Brunei and the Sultan over there has introduced obviously some homophobic legislation that would make being gay a death sentence. And apostasy is a death sentence for a lot of people. I don't believe that apostasy should ever bring a death sentence. If you want to be a friend to somebody, if the Prophet Muhammad knew better, he doesn't know better than to sit there and go around doing violent reprisals and other stuff. But this prophet needed to understand that if you want people to be friends with you, you don't tell them if you leave, you must die. No. If, for example, I'm just gonna pick on one of my friends, uh, Ashley. She's a real sweetheart, okay? Let's say Ashley wanted to found a religion. What kind of things would the religion of Ashley require? Ashley and myself. Let me tell you something about Ashley. She is not the type of person who would say, Oh, but if you leave, I have to cut your head off. No, that is not how you get friends. Ashley knows better than the prophet, Muhammad. She knows a lot better than most people in religious circles. That if you make friends with somebody and they say, Well, I don't like how you live your life and stuff. What you have to do is calmly say, Okay, you can leave. If you don't like it, leave. If you don't like being a Muslim, convert to something else. Seek out the truth somewhere in another spiritual practice, if you really want. And in the United States, you can do that. I did that myself. I had to leave the Islamic community because one, ableism. Two, sexism. Three, the attitude of so many people in the Muslim community. They said, and I paraphrase this from my friend Elizabeth, who is really sweet, and I wanted to, I want to invite her to my wedding. I want to invite her to my commitment ceremony. It's not really a wedding per se. Because if we do the legal wedding thing, and I'm going to talk about that in the dating abuse segment, but uh, legal weddings for disabled people carry lots of financial consequences. They shouldn't. That means we have no equity in marriage. There is no marital equity for people with disabilities. I will talk about that too. Maybe I need that to do in a separate, uh, separate segment. Ugh, I'm not talking slow enough, so yeah. Whew. 
But in the United States, we are mostly successful. We don't need to have one religion throughout the country. Christianity has become dangerous. Jesus didn't want this in the religion. Jesus is not going to come back for the scumbags who believe that gay people should die, for the scumbag who believes that blind people should be taken care of and lay in bed all day, or for the blind person who should be forced in a labor camp. And Jesus won't be coming back for the scumbags who want to put journalists in a forced labor camp. Uh-uh. And you had Laura Ling and Una Lee. They were accused of spying for North Korea. Otto Warmbier was killed in North Korea, tortured there. Jesus is, at this time, probably going to have to negotiate the freedom of people like him in a better way than, you know, the president did. And there were lots of people like Kenneth Bay and I can't remember the other guy, but North Korea is definitely a godless nation. You think we're godless? Look at North Korea. If you're not comfortable with having your own opinion, then move to North Korea and look there. There you have to worship the Kims every day. For weddings, they have statues of Kim Il-sung in their homes, and they use the statue. They, the women have to offer flowers to that statue. Imagine us having to offer a rose to Big Don or some other past president. I would never put a, a flower on George Washington's grave nor in George Washington's statue. That's idolatry, pure idolatry. And Jesus is not coming for idolaters. Jesus, if he truly cared, would understand why people cannot live by his teachings. His teachings, in my opinion, are not all bad, but in the U.S., I think people have been twisting his teachings a lot. The gay people are being considered outcasts and abominations, which Jesus would never have said. Jesus would never say that a gay person is an abomination. I don't believe that. I don't believe in the Christian teachings alone. Jewish teachings... I had a cantor friend who was Jewish... And I want to thank her very much for teaching me all about that stuff, but the cantor believes that the Jews, I think she believes the Jewish are more tolerant than the Christians. And I have to agree with her on this for the reason that the Jewish folks, they have a lot of teachings which, frankly, the teachings of Judaism They are more progressive, and they are more, how do I say it? They're more progressive, and they are more gender inclusive. I have seen it firsthand in some of my friend's stuff. She was showing us the stuff she teaches. She taught with her eighth graders and stuff back at Temple Israel. And I want to thank this woman. I'm not going to identify her. I have in the blog, 
But, okay. Her name is Tanya. Cantor Tanya Greenblatt, thank you for- If you want to listen to my podcast, you may. Um, I want to get some people to join and listen. But anyway, in the news, I think a lot of people don't understand that the United States is a more successful country than most. Yes, Finland is a lot more empathetic, but we don't speak Finnish, and I'm not moving to Finland. Not like my friend Laurel, who is like speaking a lot of Finnish and doing Finnish things and eating Finnish food and savoring Finnish culture. That's awesome. However, not everybody is going to sit there and do Finnish things like that. They're not going to do that. And Finnish is not a very easy language to learn. Slavic languages are very tough. So, in order to really be a citizen of Finland, you should, as I would guess here in the United States and other places. Look, if I went to Finland, you know, the old, the old saying goes that when in Rome, do as the Romans do. So, when I'm in Finland, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to learn the customs, the culture, the etiquette of Finland. And I am going to say, okay, I'm a Finnish citizen. My podcast will still be in English, duh. But if I were living in Finland at the moment, when I'm out in public, I would speak Finnish. And I would have to speak Finnish because, hey, the signs and stores and everything would be in Finnish. I don't know for sure, but that's just an example. Now, my mom took a trip to Quebec, Canada. Guess what? All the signs there were in French. It was with her French class. So my mom, she had to learn French. And I think it was great because, well, she's French-Canadian by blood. She's like Cajun or whatever. And her dad is part Cajun, part German. So it works. You know, she learned some of the language of her blood. Of course, at St. Teresa's, we were forced to learn Spanish. I didn't exactly take language classes because I'm not really... I wasn't exactly able to take French, and if I did take French, well, uh, I think French would be a little more difficult. But Spanish is an easier language to learn, according to WatchMojo, than French. So if I did go to Mexico, I'd have to brush up on my Spanish a bit, but okay. Anyway, time to move on. Let's see. Looks like we got some... Looks like we got some... All right! We have a very important episode to cover on dating abuse. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the symptomology of dating abuse and public service good. Loveisrespect.org, as I said in the last segment, I'm going to talk a little bit about what that does. Um, Anyway, um, let's see. If your partner is doing the following things, then obviously you got dating abuse going on. If your partner asks for your passwords, and I say this from experience, if your partner wants to sign into every little thing you have, your Facebook, your Skype, and does something to get your Skype removed, which I think Jason did that, um, 
Jason also what did Jason do um Jason did a lot of checking on my text messages he asked me who everybody was he did all the things that my father would have done but 10 billion times worse is your partner treating his mother with any respect? Now, this is something that John Tesh also mentions in his Intelligence for Your Life. But I want to kind of give you a little bit of Beth's intelligence from Beth's head. So, there you go. Um, if your partner is looking at your phone, and I've seen this on loveisrespect.org itself. Oh, the partners who do this are likely abusive. Trenton does not have access to my data on my phone and he will not have access to the data on my phone. It is not his phone to access data on because guess whose fingerprint is on my phone? Mine! So, um, I'm actually gonna go and uh, show you loveisrespect.org right now. So, just a second. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do this. Let's see. I'm gonna go to, I hope everybody does not hear voiceover because I'm gonna just read the website to you guys. So loveisrespect.org, this is a website. Text service change. We're here to help. There's a chat here. There's a text. Hold on, there's a chat thing right there on the website. And it says call. Okay, so it's 1-866-331-9474. Text number is love is two. Mesa love. So, yeah, love is, you text love is to 1-866-9331-9474 with, get help, get help without saying a word, MESA and data rates apply, text for help services, message frequency varies, click for privacy policy, terms and conditions to learn more. And there is a really great post about sheltering in place with your partner during COVID-19. There's the dynamics of abuse, love is respect, safety and self-care is here. Read more the unique challenges. Mm-hmm. 
the number one thing we did for Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. So I'm going to go back and right here. So that, my friends, is loveisrespect.org. I don't think they have the wheel anymore. I didn't see that. But there is something I want you guys to know. If you guys want me to share the dating violence, loveisrespect.org, I'm going to put that in the description. So if you guys want, just check out that website. You've got the number 1-866-931-9474. Let me look here at the... The number is on the website. If you are experiencing any dating abuse, message and data rates may apply. But you want to make sure that you can chat. Right there on the website, you can chat. And you can also do, like, uh, text message, dating stuff. It's for, mostly for teens, but I honestly think that older adults could benefit. I thought they had the teen dating bill of rights thing. But I didn't see it there. But, you know, there, there's lots of stuff. Love is Respect is a great website to check out. If you want to check it out, I'm going to put the link in the description. Like I said, um, if you or someone you know is experiencing dating violence, just go to loveisrespect.org. Chat, text, if you're like, you know, especially if you're a young teenager. They do lots of stuff for Teen Dating Violence Awareness Day. And I do want to applaud the people at loveisrespect.org. So, there you go. Okay. Um, but dating abuse is something that, that is not to play around with. My partner at that time, Jason Owens, was my partner for about eight and a half months. He was pretty fucking abusive, mind you. Sorry about the language, but he was pretty fucking abusive. And I didn't know it. I didn't realize it was abuse till I studied the dynamics and then I looked and I was like, oh my god. But Jason basically logged into my Facebook, logged into my other messenger accounts. He gave me a gift Skype account. When my other Skype account went down, they accused me of violating some part of the end user license agreement. The good thing is I had a second Skype account and I had to get that second Skype account because the first was gone. And I don't know why, but I don't know why what happened to Jazzy Chick 2, but it's gone now. So, this is gone now. But I remember my first Skype name. I have not violated anything on Denver Queen 0920, which is my other Skype. I do not use that Skype account very often, and I only use it with people that I know. So if you don't know me, don't try to add me on Skype. I know some of you are going to be like, what the hell? Well, that's one thing I don't really do anymore. And that's how I got Jason. He added me on Jazzy Chick, too. And we started talking, and that's kind of what happened. But... I don't know what was going on. But, uh... But Jason basically tried to turn on me. He turned a lot of people against me, but it didn't really work very long and very well and I'm glad that I'm done with him. Trenton, on the other hand, he's my current partner. He gives me a lot of privacy. He doesn't hover over my shoulder. I admit that sometimes I worry that he will leave 
based on the fact that I need him. I, I need a lot of cuddling and all that hugging and everything. But it's like, man, I've been through too much. My parents just didn't care when I was in an abusive relationship with Jason. And then he turns around and does all this revenge porn stuff. And he also accused me of slander, which that's not going to hold up because of how he's been behaving. And I found out that his Team Talk server was taken down by somebody else. Somebody tore- there were too many Team Talk servers headed up by people who were acting in dramatic ways. So they were all taken down. It was all taken down. And I want to ask that Jonathan Candler be really careful. <sighs> Jonathan Candler. I want to thank him for producing Clayton's album. However, I think the Team Talk thing, that ain't gonna work. And my abusive ex was on one of those servers that Jonathan had. And I hate to say it, but an abusive ex like that should not be allowed to have any kind of server. Should not be allowed to do business with the rest of the community because of his behavior. Stalking girls. People, you need to do your research on the people you meet. I also want to point out that there are some men who are performing sexual battery acts on young girls. Jason has been known to do that too. He's also dated minors. I've seen his dating life kind of progress. He actually dated a girl who was only 17 at the time. I don't know what happened. And then he broke up with her. And a lot of the girls he dates end up needing more therapy and stuff. A lot of the girls he dates end up needing a hell of a lot more extra help. And I didn't even realize I was in an abusive relationship. Half the time abusers just don't make it obvious I'm abusive. What they do is they give you a honeymoon period, then they start doing the, the bad things. And then... So if you are one of those teenage girls who happens to be messed around with by Jason. Don't be afraid to chat with somebody on loveisrespect.org. I want to do this on behalf of all the girls who have been basically abused by this guy and others like him. I think that abusive relationships are a very bad thing and dating abuse is so common nowadays even in the disabled community. Jason has looked for girls who are demure and weak or what might be perceived as demure, quiet, weak and all this. And he's also been part of a white supremacist community, which is not good. So, I know a lot of things about him that are not very good. And then I found out from a buddy of mine that he was stalking his girlfriend. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, I told my buddy, I said, you need to get him away from your fucking girlfriend. So, <laughs> we talked a little about that too. So, yeah. Yeah. People, this is great. I love exactly what you've done, guys, with all the support that you're giving me so far. I've got to figure out how to get the sponsored segments on. I don't know what's going on here. Well... It, it is coming to my attention that a lot of people do want to know, you know, how they can 
get jobs and stuff. I've actually been wondering if I could, and this is a little something I want to do for the closing part of the podcast. Usually I do plugs and promos. I'm going to do plugs and promos here, but I'm also going to ask you guys, would you like to see me monetize? Um, and what rewards do you want me to do on Patreon? I really want to do Patreon. And I think that it would be nice if I could get like enough people to donate to me through like, if you get the $5 level, if you do the $5 patron level, then you get a sneak peek of my WordPress blog before it gets published. And you also, I, I was wondering how I could get like sneak peeks of certain things in my podcast before they get published. Like, but for the $10 level, I want to talk to my $10 patrons. For those of you who pay me $10, you can get that. But if, if I get $15 repeatedly, what I need to do is find out, there is a company that one of my chorus girlfriends does and I want to do shirts. I want to get like a t-shirt that has like my logo on it. And the logo is likely going to be the crown with flames coming out of it and a heart at the bottom. I might do just the heart and the crown symbol or like a crown with flames and a heart, like a red heart and a gold crown. That would be a real nice for the logo. And then there would be like this thing that says the throne room with Beth Tarasi. And if you do donate $15 or more, $15 to $20 will get you that shirt. And then I'm thinking if you get like a $25 a month, uh, if people donate $25 to me per month, and if I have enough, I'll be able to get them each, maybe a keychain, like a gold keychain, or maybe I should do the shirt for $25 and the keychain for $15. I was thinking about this while I did my last segment, but I'm wondering what you guys think, and let me go on with the promos and stuff. So if you guys want to help my dear friend Clayton do his rap album, please donate cash.app or cash.me, sorry, cash.me slash dollar sign blind money records. Please donate money to Clayton so that he can do his rap album. He needs to be noticed. Please let him be noticed. Let Clayton have his career in music. To be quite honest, I'm not going to be real happy when only a half a penny per stream for my music. So I'm going to have to put out there stuff in the podcast, stuff in the blog. And if you do if you do donate like maybe $30 to me, then I could do like a gold necklace with my logo on it or something. Like I don't know what I'm going to do. I need to come up with some kind of weird little piece of, you know, if you're on the $25 a month level, then yes, you need to get something in return for being a $25 patron. But I do want to give people incentives to donate because the donations will also help me get more microphones, more studio equipment, and it will help feed me. Yes. <laughs> Perhaps I should do a shirt that says hashtag feed the queen. Hashtag feed the queen. <laughs> I don't know. I need to talk to my friend Terwanda about this. 
Terwanda McMore. I need to talk to her. Because her... She, I was supposed to get a shirt from her, and I didn't. But I would love to work with her company and donate a portion of the proceeds to her company so that she can make more shirts. But, you know, I want to make sure that people who donate like $20 or 15 some level of donation above $10. If it's above $10, then I'm giving you a shirt. You need to tell me your shirt size. Yeah, you're gonna tell me your shirt size. And I think if Clayton did something like this, oh boy, I think everybody would fall over their knees to donate to him, I swear to God. But please donate to his cash account. Blind Money Records needs your help. They need your help. Clayton's got a lot of hats on. Somebody please take some of those hats off and help Clayton out with his rap album. I want to thank my dear friend Jonathan Candler for being so wonderful and producing some of his crap. Okay, I don't want to say crap, but his stuff. <laughs> and I, I do want to say that I want to get into complete control on the Mac, guys, but if you're in the complete control group, I am on a lot. I'm on hiatus from trying to even figure this out. I got the little it thing working. I just need to figure out how to get the stupid instruments to play and all that kind of stuff. But um, what I don't think I have any other promos to do. But if you guys want to give me some ideas for Patreon levels, what gifts you guys would like for going above $10 or above $5. If you do the $5 level, I totally get it. I, if you want to do $1, $2, $3, I get it. But if you're above $10 and you're donating above $10 to me per month, then you know what? You should get something in return. A shirt that says hashtag throne room with Beth Trossi or hashtag feed the queen. I don't know what I'm going to do, but aha! At least it would feed me and my family. It would really keep us all alive. But Patreon would also be a way for me to spend some of that money getting microphones, podcaster equipment stuff, and I'm going to put that all on my, my cash card so that you people know that your cash is safe with me. But just donate. If you donate to the Patreon, then that would be really great. That would be really cool to have a Patreon. I do want to talk to Patreon users, though. But I was hoping- I, I got, like, a girlfriend I can work with on shirts, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I may be monetizing my blog and monetizing my thing. But I do want to make sure that everybody's aware that there may be a Patreon coming. Thank you for joining me on this segment of The Throne Room with Beth Rossi. If you would like to be a part of this podcast, come the time I ask for interviews, but I am going to ask for people that they want to line up for interviews and stuff. Just leave me a message here on Anchor if you have it. Or if you'd like, I can also collect your emails at denverqueen at gmx.com. You can also look at the uh, library page that I did. I did a little exposure notification demo. I will have that up at the time of this recording, I don't know if I'll have the exposure demo up yet. So yeah. Thank you all very much for joining me and have a great day. If you are willing to use Anchor to do your podcasts, I think you really enjoy it. 
Um, yeah. Thank you all for very uh, much supporting my podcast. And if you have any ideas about how to become Patreon backers, just let me know. Yeah.